legends, myths, ghosts, the paranormal, all these and more, exploring into the night, welcome. Welcome back my ghoul seeking, witch loving, ghost seeing friends to episode 25 of your favorite spookcast exploring into the night. I am your host, Godileo. Last week's story was a good one, I must say, especially since it came from the imagination of one of our listeners. Gotta love a good scary story. Even if the ending was something that none of us here expected, it was awesome. Today, we will explore the stories that Monica sent us from Arkansas in the United States. As per usual, she has sent us several stories, which is always great. We're all very thankful for the many stories that have been shared with us. The first story is called Peel Mansion. The mansion was built back in 1875 by Samuel Peel and it is now said to be haunted by both himself and his daughter Minnie Bell. Minnie is commonly cited as a woman in white wandering around Peel the Peel Mansion, and she is often heard playing the piano just as beautifully as she did in her life. However, it is said that if anyone enters the room while she is playing, then the music will abruptly stop. Does she not like for people to hear her music, or is she frightened of, of what people might think when they hear it? Who knows? For now. Samuel Peel, who was a United States congressman at one time, is also said to haunt his former home, and his spirit has been seen in various parts of the house. Peel Mansion embraces its reputation as a haunted building and even hosts ghosts walks every Tuesday and Thursday, culminating in a dinner. Well, that's some good hospitality. Could not expect less from a congressman. Short, but a good story. The next story is called The Clayton House. Interesting fact is that the Clayton House is listed on the National Registry of Historic Places. It was once home of William Henry Harrison. Clayton, and over the years it has come to be one of the most best-loved buildings in all of Arkansas. The house was completely restored to its former former glory during the 1970s and it is, and it is now like stepping back in time when you visit. There are even several priceless Clayton family belongings on display in the house. Former Clayton house director Martha claimed to have started having paranormal encounters quite soon after she started working at the house. She has described how one particular bedroom is on the second floor and seems to terrify everyone who visits. People report having doors slamming and boots stomping up, up and down the hall along the music emanating from empty rooms. She also claims to have 
seen the apparition of a woman dressed in linen in a linen shirt and brown skirt appearing in Miss Cl Miss Cl Mr. Clayton's study. Good to have stories that are now part of history. This will always be more important and will give more importance to the happenings that leave the story, the spirits, I'm sorry, in our world. Our next story of the night is called The Basin Park Hotel and it goes a little something like this. The Basin Park Hotel in Eureka Springs is certainly proud of its spooky reputation, or so they say, to the point where they use Boo at the Basin as one of their, their slogans. I guess they're very proud and take the spookiness very seriously. Many of the guests who come to stay actually, actually do not, well, actually they do it purely to have the chance of snapping a picture of one of Arkansas ghosts that call the Basin Park Hotel their home. What, what a better way to spend the night. The most common, commonly cited ghosts are at the hotel include a translucent young woman described as having still blue eyes and cotton candy-like blonde hair and the spirit of a little girl with two ponytails and a yellow dress. Orbs of light can also, are also a common sight around the hotel and objects often move seemingly on their own accord. It is said that if you are able to follow one of these orbs that that it will lead you to some kind of treasure at the end of the path, but none have been able to follow them long enough as they disappear, as they disappear into thin air. The Basin Park Hotel runs ghost tours every Friday and Saturday night, guided by two mediums, who not only who not only will explore the hotel in search of ghosts, but who also offer a rundown of the hotel's haunted history. The night keeps getting better and better better. This is probably the best way to experience paranormal activity. Guided. Once finished with the guided haunt, haunted tours, we head to our next story, which is the Allen House. The Allen House in Monticello is apparently haunted by former owner Joe Allen, who built the property but he is not the only spirit clinging to the place they once called home. In fact, the ghost that is spotted more often is actually that of his daughter, Liddell Allen, who is believed to have committed suicide on the property by drinking cyanide. Painful way to go. Probably one of the worst deaths that one can have. After her death, Joe moved the rest of the family out of the building and it was converted into smaller more affordable apartments it was when this construction began that people first started to report seeing the Dell's ghost one of the construction crew members stated that he saw the ghost of the girl and it told him to leave everything as it is and never come back or he would suffer the consequences. Of course, out of fear, he did just that. Left, quit his job, never went back to the building. At one time, 
a doctor who lived in the house, did not hold much stock in ghost stories and told people that rumors of the hauntings were not were nothing but silliness. However, he was forced to eat his words after developing some photographs he had taken of the house and finding an apparent image of Liddell Allen in one of the house's mirrors. Sometimes, if you don't believe in the afterlife, it has a way of showing you it's there, right in front of your eyes. So be careful what you believe, and especially what you wish for. Next, we experience the Crosset Lights. The Crosset Lights in, in Crosset is, according to local legend, the lantern of a long-dead railroad worker who either lost his head in an accident or was decapitated by a disgruntled colleague sometime in the early 1900s. You gotta learn how to pick your friends, man. Whatever the origin of the spooky lights, there's no denying that they exist. If you ever travel at night, just outside Crossett to 425 Ashley Road, you may just see this mysterious ghostly light bobbing along where the old train tracks used to be. They can sometimes look like old railroad lanterns and other times they appear in different forms and colors. Now colorful ghosts are very rare but a great scene to watch. The last story that Monica sent us is the Crescent Hotel. The hotel sits at the highest point of the county overlooking the Eureka Springs and the Ozark Mountains. Yes, this is where the water gets its name. It has retained much of its Victorian character and it boasts a rich history of peppered with ghost stories. In fact, it is not only one of the most haunted locations in Arkansas, but it's also regarded as one of the most haunted places in the entire United States. This is when things get interesting. The hotel is actually said to have several different ghosts, and staff are constantly hearing reports of unexplained activity from various rooms in the hotel. An apparition was actually photographed by a guest in room 202, while in room 218, guests have reported seeing full body apparitions and feeling strange sensations and hearing unexplained noises. There have also been reports of a ghostly nurse pushing a gurney down the hall and through a solid wall in the middle of the night. This fits in with some interesting history as the property was once a retreat for cancer patients. Wow. I believe that since it was a retreat for patients, it could be that many or at least several of them could still be lurking around the property and have not been found yet. Hopefully, the more people go, the more apparitions are recorded, and with today's technology, can even be photographed, caught on video, or even better, have a positive EVP, which are electronic voice phenomenons, and they can at least try to communicate with the living. Thank you, Monica, for such great stories. Yes, today's episode is a bit shorter than usual, 
but it has been filled with great stories. Well, my friends, it's getting kind of late once more, and I sense it's time to go out and explore into the night once again. Remember, if you have any stories, legends, myths, or personal experiences and would like for us to share them in this podcast, please send them to eitnpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at Into Exploring or just type Exploring Into the Night. If you would like to have a video call and tell us your story in your own words, send us an email and we'll set up the call and you will tell and you will get to tell us a story in your own words. Hopefully next week's episode will be somewhat longer and I do apologize for the short for the shortness of this of this episode. We've been having a lot of work recently and that's why it's a bit shorter. We do apologize for that inconvenience. Talk to you in the next episode. This has been your host Galileo. Have a good evening.